The room is relationships. The room is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter、mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Allison. Oh hi, Rob. Oh hi, listeners. We're here to talk about minute forty-four, in which Michelle tries to act her way out of the movie, but fails. Hey, uh, have you guys seen where I set my wine down? Oh, hi, David.、Uh, hey, guys. I realize I never said hi to you last minute, by the way.、Uh, oops. That's all right. It, it's a good question, though. Where did you set your wine down? Because my first note is, let us begin with Lisa's wine glass magic tricks. It's、uh, Lisa's wine glass, Michelle's arm behind her head. It all <laughs> just kind of moves around at will. Yes. I I didn't want to be too obsessive, so I only took notes on where the glass is. But I did do it、um, by the second for a little bit here, <laughs> because this minute begins as Lisa takes a drink from her glass. She starts to lower it, and we get a reverse shot, and it's already down second two. She starts to move to set the glass on the coffee table, and reverse shot. Nope, still right in front of her second three. Reverse shot second five. She's setting the glass on the coffee table. And that's when Michelle says "what" or a couple lines in, and then reverse shot second ten. She is only just setting the glass on the coffee table. Once it's on the table, it stays in place, but it, it does weird things before that. What's the lesson to learn here from this? Like, if you're making a like a, I still don't know what the name of the shot is. I didn't look it up between episodes where you have the two different over-the-shoulder perspectives. Um, but.、Uh, I mean, is this the editor's problem? Is this a continuity? Is there somebody on set who should be watching for continuity between shots? Is there maybe a little bit of both? Blame to go all the way around. Both of those people could have fixed it, but what the real problem here is lack of rehearsal.、Mm-hmm. Because they could have planned, like if they did this scene before or several takes, more takes than they probably did, then they could be like, okay, I take a drink after I say, well, I don't want to marry him anymore. And then I set the glass down before I say my next line, and so you always do it at the same time. The shots are going to match no matter which direction they're editing together. Right. Now this movie didn't have a continuity person. No, of course not. It did have a professional editor, but they were stuck with the footage they were stuck with. Right. Do you, Do you think a tighter edit, well, as we talked about a little bit last episode, could fix some of that? Like, yes. Yeah. Because what you could do.、Uh, It's a professional editor who was brought in at the end of production, basically. What you could do if you wanted is edit it a little tighter by overlapping dialogue with reverse shots, you know, like reaction shots, and、right. then you can maybe edit. I was talking last minute about re-editing the movie. I will try in this scene to edit around the continuity problem so that you maybe hear Michelle say what when you're looking at. Well, they're both in the shot all the time, aren't they? Yeah. This one might actually be hard to fix because they're both they both remain in the shot. Unless there's a good, I'm trying to remember if it's framed at all where it's just Lisa. I don't have the minute running right now, so I can't double check. I do. You get a lot of elbow and hair.、Uh... Well, as long as their mouth isn't on the scene, like when you're looking at one of them, if you can't see the other one's mouth, you can use that shot to try to overlap the audio 
So it also goes a little faster, gets the scene done quicker, makes the movie shorter. It's like she goes to set it down three times. It's making me dizzy. <laughs> to be honest, it is. Especially once once you focus on it, it's like, oh wait, what? What's it doing? Because it moves and then it, and then it moves again. But once she puts it down, it's fine. The sad part about it is so we finally get a minute with no Tommy in it, right? So you don't yeah. have there, him just being weird to mess it up. And you've got a, <laughs> a whole minute where you could theoretically have a good movie. Um, and then you get this, uh, this just, yeah, the dizzying, <laughs> uh, wine glass, uh, mm-hmm. movement. So I'm just letting you guys talk and I'm just replaying just 12 over and over. seconds <laughs> and I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> it's, it's, just long enough that it might not make a very good gif. Otherwise, I'd make a gif of it. <laughs> just like, where's the glass going? Just a little video edit where it has like an arrow pointing to the location of the glass. I think I saw this same scene um, on the uh, Penn and Teller Fool Us recently. Mm-hmm. It's the wine glasses that disappear <laughs> and rearrange and move all over. The- yeah. Yeah. See, Lisa's just practicing for a new career because her computer job is not going well. She does have that sort of... Uh, trashy magician's assistant look going on today. So, no offense to our to our magician's assistant listeners. Meanwhile, while she's doing the magic tricks, she, she's covering up for the the big reveal. Is that she tells Michelle, "Well, I don't want to marry him anymore." And that should that's huge. And in the movie, Michelle just says, "What?" In the script, she says, "What?" I thought it was all planned. How is he in bed? <laughs> Uh, this is this is the script, yeah. It's a weird focus on things. Uh, in, in but then that makes Lisa's answer different because she says Johnny's okay, but I found somebody else. <laughs> Which, in response to how is he in bed, actually makes sense. Yeah, that does make more sense. Which okay, okay, and then <laughs> Michelle. Because she's not going to tell her to call the cops or report it or anything. In the script says, what? And you're planning a birthday party for Johnny? And Lisa says, why not? He doesn't know anything about it. Pretty good, huh? And then we get back to Michelle's line that's in the film where she says, Lisa, this isn't right. You're you're living with one guy and you're sleeping with another guy? In the script she says, doing sex with another? Robin Paris probably fixed that line herself. Because she's a human. Yeah. Yeah. She brought her own outfits to set. She did her own makeup because she saw how low a budget and how unprepared this production was. She knows people don't say they're doing sex with, <laughs> with each other. Do you think her reaction to, I don't want to marry him anymore, is as big as the he hit me reaction? <laughs> um, it's pretty close, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only a couple lines of dialogue apart. I mean, we, we, it's split across two minutes here, so we, we, yeah. You know, we're not ABing them, I guess, but, uh, but yeah, it is pretty close. I mean, uh, that's sort of what I meant when she, she does her transition from, you know, concerned for her safety to full on gossip. So it almost could have been a lesser reaction because it's like, Oh, you don't want to marry him. Well, yeah, he hit you. That's that okay. makes sense. So yeah. Don't marry him. Everything's fixed. Yeah. We found our solution. Yeah. She's like, it's like she has to have a reason to not want to marry him. Like, yeah. just like spread this lie, you know? Mm hmm. But then the rest of the conversation, we get the, you know, the reason that Lisa, well, actually, I guess Lisa already didn't want to be with him. Yeah. That's why she was looking somewhere else. But now we get her current plan, which is to be with Mark and 
Gradually, she tells Michelle who it is that she's sleeping with. His best friend. And he lives in this building. Which, I love this description. Because, potentially, it could be Denny. <laughs> oh. Sure. <laughs> like, it's his best friend that. who lives in the building. So he's, he's sleeping with. It could be anyone in this building, really, because Johnny is a great guy. He has so many <laughs> best friends. Yeah, everyone's his best friend. I saw the neighbors. Johnny is essentially that same character, and he's friends with everybody in the building. Am, am I equating uh, or conflating the um, some of the um, disaster artist bits with – is is Johnny the landlord of this building? No, no. Okay, okay. That is his role in the TV show The Neighbors that he did after this. Right. And he's – it's effectively – it's as if he's the same character and he's the landlord now instead of a banker, which would have made more sense because he's hard to take as a banker and as a landlord. I could believe it. Yeah. He's got a very um Schneider from one day at a time feel. Yeah. Yeah. So he just shows up. He's bizarre. He's got a belt like full everyone. of keys. Yep, that works. Yeah. Yeah. That's That was going to say that's, you know, one other good reason to not be friends with your landlord, but he's not the landlord, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And Michelle, of course, figures it out, though, immediately. I can't believe you're telling me this. It's Mark, isn't it? And then, of course, Michelle, who is the greatest person here, other than Claudette, tells her, You know, you're just thinking about yourself. Somebody's going to get hurt. Which is absolutely what happens. Spoilers. Yeah, I mean, only one person really gets physically hurt, but yeah. Right, but many people get hurt. Right. All of their lives are lesser at the end of the film. Right, because the great helper is no longer present. Yeah, especially Johnny's life. <laughs> He'll be fine. He's a vampire. Oh, okay. Some professor... Looks like one. Some mad scientist will, uh, will you know, reanimate his corpse. Yeah. So it'll be fine. He looks like Dr. Frankenstein's monster a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's got the features for it. Yeah, just cut off the hair a bit. Paint him green. <laughs> He already has a nice pallid hue that could be death. Yeah, so we, we do, Michelle it does ask that question. Well, if you care so much for him, why cheat on him? But, and, and to Michelle, that's a great question, but to the audience, the great question is, you know, why frame him for hitting you? Yeah. Mm. You know, if she's concerned enough about him to not confess her infidelity, I mean, this seems like it, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of um, narcissism on her part, thinking mm, that maybe that uh, her not being faithful is going to be a bigger shock to him than him being, you know, whatever the consequences of him hitting her might have been. Well, maybe that's what Lisa's doing is she's experimenting with how does she reveal this information. She told her mother that he hit her and her mother didn't care. Then she told Michelle that she got a reaction. She's like, OK, I'm going to test out this next bit, too. I'm also cheating on it. And to see how this goes, the next person she's going to maybe try it in a different order until she figures out what's the right way to reveal this so that it just ruins everything. I feel like I'm sitting on an atomic bomb waiting for it to go off. Yeah. Except I don't think she has a plan. But she has a goal. Yeah, she has a goal. But does that make her a worse person or a better person that she's just kind of making this up as she goes? Um. Yeah, I mean, is this a first degree or a third degree, right? Yeah. I don't know. doesn't make her look like a good person. Right. But that's why it would be interesting if the movie were from her perspective, because it would be like she's a 
troubled person who's having, like, stuck in a relationship that isn't working for her. And so she's trying to find a way out and doing it badly, rather than deliberately doing horrible things and lying about it, even though she doesn't know what that's going to get. It's not, it's not, neither of those are good, but they're two slightly different types of bad. Trying to think it back to maybe some other dysfunctional relationship movies of the same era. Um, sort of drawing a blank though. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to sort of put it in a little bit of, uh, chronological perspective or historical perspective. I think it's, it's better to actually take it to older movies because, I mean, Tommy wasn't trying to make a romantic comedy of the 2000s. Right. He was trying to make Streetcar Named Desire. You know, he's going for Tennessee Williams. He said that outright. That's, that's what he was going for. And so it's this melodramatic thing, but then it's like, why, why not make her, the editing makes her more evil than the script does, but it's still, she never gets quite as awful as I think we're supposed to think she is. Yeah. I mean, she, she does sort of come off as, um, not fully malicious, yeah. just sort of at the, at the whims of her rash decisions, maybe. Although Scotchka sort of tells a different story, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Deliberately getting him to drink. Yeah. That's when like, maybe he did hit her and that was deliberate. She set him up so that he'd do that because she know that that's why he doesn't drink is because he gets physical when he's drunk. But we don't see that. The movie doesn't play that. And he gets the last word on the hitting part and saying he didn't do it. And then the lie kind of goes away. True. It's, um, it does seem like a, a, I mean, I don't know what Lisa was expecting to happen out of that, but it does seem pretty low stakes. Especially at this point, because she's not with Mark. She's not calling the police on Johnny. And so it's, we don't, I don't even think we even know what the stakes are yet. Hmm. Yeah. Which is where it gets into like melodrama versus drama is that, the stakes are just emotional for these people. Yeah. So do we think Lisa's problem is just that she's, I mean, is all of this just that she has finally realized how weird Johnny is and she wants out and this is all her inventing things or does she really have undeniable feelings for Mark? Well, it, part of that, I'd say both. But part of it also comes down to what we've talked about several times is the age of the characters. Because Lisa, Michelle, and Mike are supposed to be friends. Mike is a college student. He has textbooks. So they're supposed to be somewhat close to the age that Juliet Daniel was when she was playing this role. She was about to turn 21. If she's been together with Johnny for five or seven years... This is like the only relationship she's really had. Right. As an, as an adult. Yeah. And it took her this many years. It's like the seven year itch. Though that's usually applied to men, I think. And this is her getting tired. Right. As marriage is coming up. Right. It's the, the cold feet of the realization of a full commitment yeah. instead of just. It's, it's a sex reversal on the usual stereotype is when they're finally supposed to get married. Usually it's the guy who runs and here's the woman, mm-hmm. the runaway bride. Would be the comparison, I guess, then, for movies. All right. I'll buy that. <laughs> now, we get a great cutoff again. This minute ends uh, after Lisa says, Look, I really don't know what to do. I love Mark. 
I don't have any more feelings for Johnny. And Michelle says, Johnny is so... And the minute cuts off for us. And in my notes, I'm like, so awesome? Probably. So what? A great guy? So generous? Uh, just, so helpful? Yeah. She could say anything. Yeah. We keep cutting off Michelle right as it's about to get good. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> notes from a midnight screening. Notes from a midnight screening for this minute are fairly simple. A lot of screams every time Lisa talks because of her neck and several theories around the theater as to what is in her neck. Uh, it's an alien. Trying to escape. It's the cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's the naval sex baby. So Johnny is some sort of xenomorph naval fucker. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can I say that on here? I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, impregnates, uh, so soon she'll wake up and be very, very hungry. And I don't know. I don't know where that goes. That's, that's why she suddenly just feels like she needs to get away from him is because it's that alien thing growing inside her is causing all this. It's not even her fault. Right. It's probably brushing up against her pituitary gland and yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense. Now, my favorite note from this minute though is. I, it just comes up kind of at random because it's after the magic tricks with the wine glasses and everything else. Someone in the audience screamed last time, at least you used the right wine glasses this time. <laughs> so very judgy, the audience is. And then more screams. Yeah. Do they comment on her setting down the wine glass three times? Weirdly enough, no. They're too busy screaming at her neck. <laughs> yeah, priorities, right? Yeah. I think the, I think the glasses bothers me more than the neck, so I... Yeah, they they don't want to admit to her magic because you know then she has power over them. <laughs> I see. Uh, any other notes for what is this? Minute forty four. Do not play the first ten seconds on repeat. You will get dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Good note. Like we just need to reiterate again. You know, Michelle's a great person. She'll always be there for you. But you know, don't 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 trust her with your secrets. Yes, do not. See, that's funny, because I don't think the movie actually ever shows Michelle telling anyone. <laughs> no, but we've built this up for her. <laughs> we just assume. We oh, yeah. know why she's telling She's so her. excited by the information. She, we know she's telling yeah, someone. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, her her reaction to the to the hot, juicy gossip is, is so much more undeniable than, well, than anything else so far. So don't trust her. Mm-hmm. One more time, David. If the listeners want to eventually hear more from you, where will they be able to do so? Um, you can check out uh, the Rock and Roll High School Minute podcast. We've got placeholder groups on the Facebook. Um, you can either just follow the main account or look for the listeners group, which is being uh, very optimistic, I think, that someone will eventually listen to that. Um, and it's called Hey Pizza. <laughs> so there's that. If it looks like it's um, the page for a pizza place in Portugal... That's not us. Just keep looking. Or the Edge of Tomorrow Minute has the same sort of deals. So you can find the main account on Facebook or the listeners group there. And we'll we'll let you know as soon as we get past this analysis paralysis and actually produce some some content. But it's nothing wrong when people make it fun of the project. In this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. 
If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us!